The Bible says that your name is in his book. If you have given your life to him. You know, I hear an expression that's going around right now, and I get what they're saying, but saying that we are all children of God. I don't really think that's accurate. I think that we are all creations of God, but we have to choose to become the children of God. The Lord calls us to be his children, but all human beings are not children of God unless they choose to be. He gave us free will. He did not create us to automatically be in his family. That's what he did with the angels in heaven. What he did for us is he created us to be free will beings. And we're all his creations, and we're all loved by God. And he died on that cross for every single human being on the earth, regardless of where they're from or what they've done or what color or what race or nationality. Jesus Christ, down through the ages... All the people that have lived, Jesus died on the cross for everyone. And he created everyone. But the fact is, we have to choose him to be his child. He won't force you to be in his family. And it isn't automatic. It's something that people choose to be. And I'm thankful today that he went out searching for me one day. And he knocked on my heart's door. And I'm so glad that I open that door and let him in. You know, the Lord is so good to us. And if you've given your life to Christ, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't yet, you can. You can do that today. It's up to you. You see, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was the tree of life that bears 12 manner of fruits. The Bible says all the healing, all the eternal life is found in the power of God, and it's represented by that tree of life. And when Adam and Eve chose the tree of knowledge of good and evil instead of God's tree of life, the Lord took that tree up to heaven, and it's there today. But one day, praise God, the tree of life, the throne of God, the angels of glory are going to come back down to be with us. And I just can't help but think that it might not be too long. I like to read this story in 2 Kings, and today with the turmoil in our country, it reminded me a lot of it over in chapter 6. I'm not sure what's happened over the last 30 years, uh, but somehow this Bible print has gotten so small. It must be shrinking. Let's look in chapter 6. The Bible says in verse 8, the king of Syria made war against Israel. That was their first mistake. It says they made war against Israel, and the king took counsel of his servants. He brought in his cabinet, his uh, closest advisors, and he brought them into this place, and they discussed it and said, in such and such a place, we're going to set up our camp. Yeah, all right, this was their plan. They made their plan, right? And the man of God, this was Elisha, the man of God sent a messenger to the king of Israel. And he told the king of Israel, he said, beware of this place. In other words, don't go to this place because that's where the Syrian camp, they're going to fall on you. This is an ambush. Don't go there. All right? So he warned him ahead of time. He said, pass not such a place for the Syrians have come down. They're going to ambush you. 
and he warned him ahead of time. But now here's the trick. Elisha wasn't in the meeting. Elisha wasn't in the meeting. He wasn't in the planning meeting. How did he know? God told him. Throughout the Bible, God has sent prophets to tell us what is coming. Sometimes it's real specific. Sometimes it's generalities. But all through the ages, God has sent prophets to tell us what is coming. And I will tell you today, there are still prophets in the world today. And the Bible says you can test them. If what they say is coming happens, then you should listen to them. But if not, if it doesn't come true, then you shouldn't listen to them. But there is another test. Are they glorifying Jesus Christ in their prophesying? You see, Satan has the ability also to foretell the future to some degree. Not as much as God, but let me give you a scriptural example. The Bible says that there was a woman who was possessed by a demon, and the demon gave her the power to tell people's future, to be a soothsayer, to be a psychic. And uh, she had some ability. In fact, she was so good at it that there was a man that owned her. She was a slave. And he put her out there making money for him, telling people's fortunes. Remember the story? The disciples came along, and they cast the demon out of the woman. And she was no longer able to tell people's fortunes. And so the man lost his source of income, and he was really mad because they had put him out of business. Now, that's in the Bible. And it tells me that the power of the devil is very strong. But it also tells me that the power of God is stronger. It tells me that there are false prophets who sometimes get things right and the demons work through them to, dis to uh, mislead the masses and individuals. But it also tells me that, the, that God's prophets always lead people the right way. It's hard to know. You know, there's probably a lot of preachers in pulpits today that are false prophets. Probably are. As all, there's always been some. And some people have had bad experiences. And they have been hurt or betrayed by false prophets or maybe uh, used or misused. And I know that God has a special place in hell for the false prophets. In fact, in Jeremiah, it says that, God, that God's false prophet, that the false prophets... The false priests will have a severe punishment coming to them in after this life. A lot worse than what we could imagine. Here's why I wanted to talk about this today. You've been wondering how in the world can all this chaos be going, going on? Who in their right mind would say the words, defund the police? Nobody with even a pea-sized brain would say, defund the police. They must be so stupid that they register negative on the IQ scale. There cannot be any possible rhyme or reason for those words to be said, defund the police. This is satanic. Look at these marches and look at what they're wearing. Look at the symbols that they're wearing have on their signs. I'm not talking about the way they dress. Dress however you want to. I'm talking about these satanic symbols that they're wearing. Look at the signs they're holding up. Look at the things that they're saying. 
There are good people mixed in there that are being led astray by a lot of bad people, but I'm here to tell you that it is satanic spiritual warfare that has come to the United States of America. It's in the church in some respects. It's in our homes. It's in our cities. It's everywhere, and the symptoms are obvious to anybody who is looking. You have to have the Holy Spirit to be able to discern what leader to follow. Elisha was a spiritual leader from the Lord. You know, I, if, if I lived in that time, I hope I would have had the discernment and the wisdom to follow the right leader. It's easy to be deceived. The devil is a pro at it. He is tricky, and he can sure make things look good. What I'm seeing happening today is a rise of ancient Babylon, a rise of ancient Babylon, anarchy. And the Bible says right here that God's man warned the king of Israel. First of all, Syria is doomed before they ever start because God is going to protect Israel. In fact, I'll stand right here, and you can test this prophet, and you can write it down. Israel shall not be defeated in war even until the day of the Lord's coming. And if we want to be on the right side, we better be on their side. That doesn't mean we approve of everything they do. It means that we believe the Bible. And the Bible is always right. Psychics are real. Some of them are fakes and phonies. But there's a few of them that are possessed by demons. And they can tell you something. Oh, wow, how did they know that? You better really be careful getting involved with psychics. It's really a dangerous thing to have someone tell your fortune. It's a dangerous thing to have the tarot cards read. It's a dangerous thing to call the psychic hotline. It's not, I'm not saying if you ever did that, you're a devil worshiper. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that the devil can suck you in. And it's so easy to be pulled the wrong direction because they're going to get some things right. But God has already told you everything you need to know to live. He's already told you your future. So he I love this story because it says the king of Israel listened to the man of God. Wow. Wouldn't it be awesome if every king of or every president or every prime minister, every senator, every parliament uh, member would listen to the man of God, a true man of God who believes the scripture. That would solve a lot of problems in our world today. You know, in Seattle today, they have a warlord who has proclaimed himself the king of the autonomous zone. He's some dried-up wannabe rapper. Where's bling? And I cannot figure out how people have gotten so lost and so deceived. But the Bible says we as Christians know the true king. We know the king of kings. He's on our side. I like it when it says that they were worried because, you know, they were. What happened is Syria's army came around the city of Dothan of Israel, and they were going to attack. You see, the king found out where Elisha was, and he was mad. 
He was mad at Elisha. He wanted to surround the village that Elisha was in, and he wanted to destroy the village and kill Elisha. In fact, he was so mad, later on in the Scripture, he says, I want his head cut off his shoulders. Well, here's what happened. They surrounded the city. You know, I think we're in a beautiful valley. God has provided this beautiful valley. The water flows all the time. One day, that's going to be very valuable, isn't it? To be in a place where the water never stops flowing. The beautiful trees, the beautiful building, it's a beautiful valley. And you look around and the horizon is a hillside on all, in all directions. This is a place where God has us to serve. In this beautiful valley, as small as it is and tiny as this church is really in comparison, we have reached hundreds of thousands of people for Christ. We have seen people saved. We have seen people filled with the Holy Spirit. We have seen people called by the power of God. We have seen miracles happen where the doctor said they shall die, but God said he shall live. We are in a blessed place. God gave us this place. But this place is not what gets us to heaven. It's Jesus Christ that will get us to heaven. He'll help us raise our kids. He'll help us. We're, it's not going to turn out perfect. We can't control what they do as adults, but we can pray for them and we can love them. We know where our future is. It's a beautiful valley. I like that concept, and I believe we're here right in the middle of it, a beautiful green valley. You know, there was several years, about 12 years, I think, we had a, basically a drought, but not at Union Valley. Everything stayed green the whole time, and the water never stopped flowing. That is a picture of heaven to me. No matter how bad things get, remember, your permanent home is not where you live. It's where God is going to bring you. It's where God is going to deliver. It's the promised land, the promised land. So the king of Syria, he was mad. And you know what he did? He was surrounded the city. He was going to besiege the city. And then later, a few verses later, he decides he's going to surround Samaria. And he besieges. Look at this. We're having the same thing happen right now in the United States, in Atlanta, in Seattle. We have forces of evil that are taking over entire cities. How crazy is that? Did you ever think you'd see that happen in America? I never did. I never thought I would see our government allow entire cities to be taken over. It's unreal to me. I can't even fathom why they would do it. You know, the Constitution says we're supposed to defend our citizens from all enemies, foreign or domestic. That means Americans have no right to take over an American city. And here's the thing. The Syrians thought they were going to get it done, but they ain't seen God work yet. And he's about to work in a big way. In fact, it said, you know, how, how many know our food supply is, I mean, none of, I mean, none of us are really withering away to nothing. But uh, we don't have the all-you-can-eat buffets. I mean, our food supply has been affected. Our supply chains have been affected. And if more and more cities get overrun, it'll even be worse. In fact, uh, yesterday, a lot of the truckers' associations were saying any city that defunds the police, we won't deliver them. We won't deliver to those cities. And 
This is what happened in Syria. Now, this, this battle we just read about is in Dothan. And then they went on, but they went on to Syria. I mean, Samaria, pardon me. They went on to Samaria. And the king of Syria surrounded Samaria. Remember what happened? Great famine. They had no food. They were eating everything inside, even children. How horrible, right? How horrible. Well, look what's happening in America. We've so been infiltrated by the forces of darkness. Children are being sold into trafficking. All kinds of horrible things. In America, people need Jesus. People need Jesus. We know that, don't we? Sometimes I get to feeling outnumbered. How about you? I mean, I see these big mobs, and I think, wow, would somebody, would that many people turn out for a revival? Put up a sign. We're having a revival. Oh. Okay, I'm staying home. i got to wash my dog. Seriously. America has forgotten what's important. The church houses won't even fill up. The devil, he's got another thing going. He's got a virus keeping everybody at bay. The devil is pulling out all the stops. Have you noticed? How many know that the Bible says that the Antichrist that will rise to power will be called the man of lawlessness. Have you been seeing law and order? Law and order? Law and order? People posting that? Antichrist is the opposite. Lawlessness. Anarchy. Take over. Burn it down. I've often wondered how he would rise to power. I never thought it would be through pharmaceuticals and anarchy. Look what's happening. We don't know who the Antichrist is, but the movement is alive and well. They may say Antifa on their church, but they ought to say Antichrist. It may say Antifa on their shirts, but they ought to say Satan. It may say Antifa on their shirts, but I'll tell you what, they're working for hell and not heaven. We are the greatest nation God has ever created and the most protected nation other than Israel that's ever been on the planet. And the Bible teaches me that we are the church and we're supposed to set the example. I get really mad, can you tell? I mean, sometimes I want to take such drastic action I can't even describe it. But then God brings me to this scripture right here. How did the king of Israel deal with with the Syrians. Hey, the Syrians lost big time because God blinded them. God blinded them. They're trying to take over the city and they are blind as a bat. I think these people that are burning down buildings and cars and beating people up and goodness gracious, one lady, she's getting her windows busted out and so she took off through the crowd, so would I. And now they're charging her with a felony. I don't think it'll hold up, but it's a real symptom of the craziness going on. They're blinded is what I'm saying. They're blinded. What's wrong is right. What's right is wrong in their eyes. That is a trick that Satan pulls all the time. 
He pulls it in our personal life. He gets us into things sometimes that we think, oh, this is great. It turns out to be exactly the opposite of what God wants. Have you ever been through something like that in your life? I mean, I have. It can take on many faces where the devil kind of gets you off track and you don't even know it's him. Well, the Syrian army was blinded. Elisha cried out, God, blind their eyes, and they were blinded. And Israel won, and they took all these prisoners. And it says there in verse 22, he said, what shall I do? He said, should I smite them? They got all these Syrian prisoners. What are we going to do? Should we kill them all? Sounds like a question I would probably ask because I get really ticked. And so he says, Shall we smite them all, whom you have taken captive by the sword and bow? And he said, no. He said, set bread and water before them that they may eat and drink. Fill their bellies and send them home to their master. You know, when the protesters started marching down our streets of Ada the other day, it could have gone in a real bad way. But a lot of our merchants sat out in front handing them bottles of cold water reminded me of this scripture right here. What can we do? You know, you don't have to bow down to their God. You don't even have to adopt their philosophy. In fact, you can be 100% against everything they stand for and you can still give them a cold bottle of water and share Jesus. Kind of goes against my nature. But it goes with the nature of Jesus. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Seattle or any other city should allow any, any group to take over their city. I think that's wrong. But when we reach out to people, we've got to do it through the love of Jesus Christ. So Israel could have killed all those prisoners. You know, when America takes prisoners in war, we don't execute them. We house them, clothe them, feed them till the war's over and send them back home. That's exactly where that policy comes from, is right there. It's exactly where that policy comes from. God tells us how to deal with things if we'll search, seek it out, search his word. You know, the Bible says that God gives us all kinds of spiritual gifts. Every kind of spiritual gift and fruits of the Spirit and there are several lists of them in the Bible. At Union Valley, we believe in every single one of the spiritual gifts. We believe in every single one of the fruits of the Spirit. We don't take our eraser and try to wipe out things that we don't like. We accept all of the Word of God. And so that's why we have such a beautiful valley, a place that is surrounded by the enemy, but here is my favorite part of all. Verse 17, I skipped it on purpose. Verse 17, it, Gehazi was his servant's name, and he was scared because the Syrians had surrounded. And he was scared. He thought, they are going to kill us. They're going to wipe this village out, and they're going to kill us. And Elijah said these words, and I say these to myself a lot. Open my eyes, Lord, that I might see. Remember that old song? Open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me there are several songs newer songs that talk about opening our eyes and i uh 
I love that other one. Open my eyes, Lord. You know that song? We need to pray that for ourselves pretty often, or I do. I, it helps me. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my ears, Lord. Open my heart, Lord. Open my eyes that I might see. And Elijah prayed out. He said, open his eyes, Lord, so he can see. And all of a sudden, he sees on all the surrounding hilltops angels and chariots of God. And Elijah said, we have many, many more with us than they have with them. It's still that way today. It hasn't changed. God sends angels to protect his children, to fight our battles in chariots of fire. I want to close with these thoughts. The prophet saw what was coming. That was God. And it's going to get a lot worse in America. But the Lord is on your side. He does not want you to fear. Secondly, the enemy surrounded and besieged the cities. And he still does today. It's his MO, his mode of operation. He tries to take the cities. <laughs> I got a lot of flack one time in Eureka Springs. I was like on the front page of the paper, citizen of the month. A few months later, enemy of the people. No, <gasps> almost. Not exactly. And all I said was, we want to take back this city. Well, for those of us who know Lord, we know that means we want to have a revival. We want to see people saved. We want to chase the devil out, right? That's all it means. But the world doesn't understand what we mean. The world does not understand our salvation and victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story how the Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. They don't get that. And when they... When we talk about taking back the city, they don't understand. We're talking about leading people to Jesus. We want to see millions led to Christ. Wouldn't it be phenomenal if God and his angels would show up in the skies over the United States of America to the point that nobody could deny who he was? He's done it before. Open their eyes, Lord. Open their eyes that they may see that they are not hopeless that the angels of glory have protected the United States of America and still do. I'm praying that God opens the eyes of people in America that we don't sink into a race war, into anarchy. It cannot be allowed. We have to fight. We have to stand our ground. We have to pray, and we have to share Jesus. That's what Israel did. Isn't that what they did? That's what God told them to do. It's what we have to do. And we can in the name of Jesus Christ. The last thing, he treated them with kindness. Like Jesus always does. 
Do you have a neighbor maybe that needs some kindness? Maybe they're scared too. There's a lot of folks that are afraid, and it's easy to understand why. Sometimes I find myself a little bit of afraid, a little bit of fear creeping in. You know, all this news. I almost called my son yesterday and said, get down there to the gun store and buy everything they got. Then I realized I didn't quite have enough money to do that, so fear swept on over. Sometimes we get caught up in a little bit of wave of fear. How many know that God does not want you to be afraid? He has a place for you and a plan for you. He has you in the palm of his hand. I'm so excited about our youth trip and youth missions this this last week. We had, I think there were 23 of us, and uh, several are here, and some went out with the children's church. But five people in our group accepted Christ and were baptized in the Sea of Galilee at the Great Passion Play. And I'm so so blessed Adam Matthew was the leader of the camp Adam was helping and they did a fantastic job and Allison was singing and I mean there was I can't name everything everybody did but it was great and it was a blessing and God is real and he loves you and there are more people on your side counting the angels if you count the angels, which I count the angels, how about you? I count the angels. How many know that one angel can take care of a host of enemies? There are more on your side than are with them. Quote that. It brings peace. There are more with us than those with them. Jesus is stronger than our enemies. Would you stand with me?